good morning, Austin. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, just great. A nice, this nice early morning that we're that we're having here. Uh, oh, scheduling. It's always fun. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> I promise. We had a we had a long night last night. Uh, a lot of dancing and celebrating a wedding and mm-hmm. had a great time. But welcome to the Rooted in Logos podcast, episode number twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, twenty eight. Sweet. It's really sad that I'm losing count this early in the process. <laughs> like I feel like <laughs> as it gets more, I'm gonna really struggle to remember where we are. But uh, episode twenty eight. My name is Brad. I'm joined this week by the guy whose beard I envy more than anyone's. <laughs> that I know, at least, that I personally know, uh, Austin is here, ready to roll. Carter, unfortunately, is a little, quote-unquote, under the weather today. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I say he ate too many raw hot dogs, and he's he's just, that's probably what's going on with him today. Just uh, It finally caught up to him. It finally caught up to him. He just, he couldn't, couldn't handle, his stomach couldn't handle it. No, he's, he's you know, we're in the throes of allergy season here in the Ohio Valley, if you are familiar with the Ohio Valley, you understand that it is the worst place to live for allergies. You'll hear it in my voice today and, and uh, more nasally than usual. It's always a little bit nasally, but a uh, little extra today. I've had some respiratory issues, so but we're, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Yeah. So Carter's a little under the weather, so make sure you blow up his uh, his uh, email address, carter at rootedinlogospod.com, and just give him grief for not being here. Yeah. Yep, because uh, it's fair enough. You know, if you ask me, I think he's just totally faking it. I'm kidding. He's not faking it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. So <clears throat> this week we are gonna dive into the topic of joy. What is joy? Where does our joy come from? Is it the same as happiness? And how can we differentiate the two? But first, uh, just kind of something we've been doing the last few weeks that I kind of enjoy. Uh, talk about a couple of different news stories. I'm going to start with the Nicki Minaj uh, debacle. She is under fire from the left for wanting vaccine choice. Uh, How how dare dare her? her. She wasn't even like throwing out anti-vaccination tweets. She was just like, hey, maybe we should do our research and maybe you should make the choice for yourself. I mean, people just attacking her. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter, so I I don't. I don't know. Well, I am, but um, I don't follow Nicki Minaj. So that might surprise some people, but she's not in tops on my uh, followers list. I was going to say, do you follow Nicki Minaj? I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Let's see here. So this all started when she decided not to go to the Met Gala, because first of all, why would you want to go to the Met Gala? I don't know if you know what that is, but it's some big fancy yeah. soiree in New York. I don't have an extra $30,000 for a ticket. Right. And... I don't know, like AOC, just the dolts that we sent to Congress for some reason. We we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. The dolts in New York did. Yeah. Um, wore this, I mean, honestly, like a $30,000 dress that said tax the rich. Yeah. And, oh, and, and then, really? well, and then when, she's, when she's called out on it, she's like, well, I mean the billionaires. Tax the rich, but not me. Not me. No, I'm not rich. I'm just really well off. <laughs> I can afford a $30,000 dress and then paint it. Uh, Anyway. So Nicki Minaj tweeted, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, I won't do it for the Met. It'll be once I feel like I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the masks. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face. Not that loose one. And she says, my cousin, well, and, and this may or may not be confirmed, but she claims, and she makes a good point in this, she claims, uh, my cousin in Trinidad won't get vaccinated because his friend got it and became impotent. His friend was weeks away from getting married, now the girl caught off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. And that's the la- that last line is what I like hmm. in her, be comfortable with your decision and not bullied. What yeah. have we said from the whole, when we've talked about it, what have we said? It's your choice. It's your choice, yeah. I, I personally don't think you should get it. I had a nurse this week tell me pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But she is getting just absolutely destroyed. She's having uh, people on MSNBC calling her a pseudo white supremacist, oh even though she's black. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, because it all comes back to race. Oh all comes goodness. back to race. She she said wear the masks. I'm not like a masker. I don't think masks are super effective. I, I don't see the evidence for that. There's absolutely no science for it. 
But she thinks you should mask? Okay. So we don't agree on that, right? So I'm not just blindly following this chick. She's just like, it's your choice. Don't get bullied into it. And she is just getting roasted. So if I think for the first time in a maybe ever, I agree with something Nicki Minaj has said. And I just <laughs> I wanted to throw out there. See, we 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 can we can we come can together. Find we can ground. find common ground with some of these people because I'm sure her other views are horrendous. But oh, this one is is pretty interesting. Uh, the next thing I wanted to kind of bring up and mention is uh, this situation with the antibodies in mm-hmm. uh, treatments in Florida and in other southern states, yeah. red states, red states, states that went for Trump. People are using these antibody treatments to treat COVID, saving lives. It's preventing people from being on ventilators, which, I mean, from all I can tell, is, is basically a death sentence. Once it, you get put is. on the ventilator, you, yeah. you're, you're kind of done. The rendemzivir, or whatever it's called, it, it destroys your kidneys, and it, yep. it causes a lot of other problems that may or may not help with COVID. Yeah. And the government, for whatever reason, is... Not allowing ivermectin to be used, not allowing hydroxychloroquine to be used, not giving just antibody treatments, or just giving vitamin D and zinc and, and these other just natural treatments natural that, stuff, that yeah. will cure it and knock it out. Again, the same nurse that I was just mentioned earlier basically was saying the same thing. Now, she was very open about her views and about how this has just gone insane. Hmm. And, and uh, So Florida, other southern states are using this antibody treatment. And I guess the government, the FDA, has to release these and distribute these medicines to everybody. I, I don't un- fully understand all of that. But the Biden administration has said, we're going to stop releasing those to you. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they've already done that with a few. Oh, goodness, I can't even remember which ones. Uh, well, like, ivermectin was one. They, they came out and said, yeah, that's not okay anymore. Even though it's FDA has cleared it and it, not just for horses, like, you can go to a doctor and get a prescription for ivermectin. But then they're like, oh, yeah, ivermectin's not safe. Which, I mean, I agree. It has a, a lot of setbacks. And that's ivermectin is used for emergency stuff. But whenever something starts to work, they throw them out. I just, I don't understand the bitterness and, and the, the anger coming from... And it's from both sides. Don't get me wrong. We we both both sides have it. But it seems like the ones in power, at least right now, the left are just punishing anyone that that goes against their narrative. I mean, just holding back life saving. And, and they say it, uh, general or not general. Gosh, what's her name? Pasaki or whatever her name is. The, the <laughs> general Saki. Uh, Pasaki. I don't know. Tsunami. Whatever. Whatever she is. Um, she's like, well, we we just want to make sure we're gonna. Ba- dole these out based on equity. Equity. Equity is their buzzword. What does that mean? So minorities can get it better? Yet, is there any evidence that these states are not treating minorities? Right. Hmm. It, it just... it. So it leads me to que- bring up this question, and this is a heavy topic that I don't really want to get into, but it just it's, it's a question I want you to kind of mull in your head and just think through. Um, are, is, is it time for a national divorce? Oh, God. Not not a civil war, not like a <laughs> not like an uprising of, of just like a, you know what? You all take the coasts and the north and the whatever, and let us just kind of do our own thing. USA one, USA two, just let it. You know, it's an interesting thought. They it take, is, yeah. They take the west coast, east coast. Yeah. We'll take the the center. We'll take the flyover country, quote unquote. Right. Shoot down any of their planes that come <laughs> into it. They have to go up to Canada and around because Canada is a great place. Mm, and They're doing like, great things in Canada. Mexico. I mean, <laughs> they they love Mexico, so they can go down there too. Yeah, they can fly around it instead of over it. I don't know. We're gonna get hated on for oh, this. My one. goodness. But honestly, though, it you know you you look at the 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 mockery the the culture puts on marriage, and what 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 is the what is what they cite the most irreconcilable differences, mm. right? I mean, are these differences that we have between these two sides reconcilable? I, I, I don't, uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, and a, and a big thing too is even with the Christian community, it's, um, you know, how can we get along and walk a mile in your shoes? Right. And uh, what is the word? Uh, Spaghetti. Right. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Cheeseburger. I'm not helping. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> I have to edit this out. Definitely edit this out. Oh, um, I get rid of long pauses. Oh, gosh. Like, uh, what's their names? For King and Country, did a song with Tori Kelly and another guy. And is this whole COVID thing is we will come together and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Here, I'll look it up though. Oh no, never mind. It, it, I'm trying to think of a word. Unity. Unity. Yeah. As Christians, what are we supposed to do? We're, we're supposed is it called to together. Be, yeah. We're supposed to be unified. I think that's it. Or we're going to make this through this. We're going to make it through this hand in hand. And if we fall, we fall together. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Tori Kelly and Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Restart. Okay. <laughs> so, in, in looking at it from a Christian view, all, a lot of Christians throughout the country, they look at it as, oh, yeah, we need to be unified. We need to, as as a country, we need to be unified. And I, I'm like, no, as, as a Christian, we're supposed to be unified with other Christians, common in the faith. And we're supposed to love those who are unbelievers, but mm -hmm. we are not supposed to be unified with them because that is contrary to what we believe. Now, that doesn't mean go out and hate them and don't have anything to do with them, but we are truly supposed to be unified with those who believe. Well, and, and what what is it, that quote that I've said multiple times on here, peace if possible, but truth at all costs. Yes. So you live at peace when possible, with those around you, especially yeah. with unbelievers. Yeah. But you preserve and you fight for the truth at all costs. At all costs. And we've yeah. talked about this multiple times. We treat those that we interact with with love and care and respect and, and dignity. But when it comes to the actual issues, when it comes to policies, and when it comes to fighting the culture, we, we fight ruthlessly mm -hmm. and tirelessly against these things. We stand up for the truth while treating those who believe differently with respect. Yep. I mean, defense. it's a, it's a fine line. It, it's, it's, you're going to get, obviously you're going to get grief for it because you fall out of line with these people. I mean, just one little, one little slight yep. curve to the right or the, and you are thrown just off the bus. thrown off the bus, thrown under the bus, run over by the bus, backed up and run over again by the bus. Brought in the back and shot. And and then you're shot. Yeah. <laughs> Then yeah. they put you down like they do horses when they break their legs. Like it, one little thing, and you're just you're you're roasted. You're done. Like they don't even do that with horses anymore. Right. They don't shoot them anymore. Yeah. So, so it it is it, it's brutal. So I just continue to continue to make take a stand and continue to to fight for what's right, fight for biblical truth, and get ready. I, I don't know. I don't know what to get ready for, but be prepared for almost anything. I, I mean, it it's. Because the devil is devious, and he has been at this for a long time, so yeah. he has an assortment. I of just weapons. I just use. don't see, and and we'll we'll get off this topic. We'll go on to joy because this is not a <laughs> joyful topic. But this is my only outlet to get some of this stuff out. I just I don't see how these two sides can can find a middle ground. I mean, we we play with different. We play with the definition of words, right? We are defining words a lot differently than the other side is. It's true, yeah. And and being lied to constantly, political just bullying uh, uh, on these yeah. issues, and and it's tyranny. When, when the federal government is saying we're not going to give you this life saving medication because you don't agree with us politically, which is not going to come right out and say it, but I mean, come on, let's but, be honest. Yeah. Read three articles on it, and you'll see that's exactly why they're doing it. Yeah. When they shut down, when Facebook and social media and all these companies and the media itself shut down any any voice that says maybe we should look at these vaccines a little closer maybe we should look at this treatment a little closer maybe we shouldn't immediately throw these people on ventilators when fact checkers on facebook fact check memes yeah it's like okay okay i see you guys it just you know there's so many conspiracy theories out there as to why they're doing this i mean population control or are they trying to i don't know what they're trying to do conspiracy fact conspiracy fact what was the one? There was there was a meme, and we'll we'll end with this one. Uh, I had another story, but we'll we'll skip it because it'll just make people mad too. <laughs> Get the blood pressure right. Uh, it's awful early. It's it, it's seven fifty here where, where, while we're recording, and uh, we we're tired, and so we don't want the blood pressure to go up yeah. at seven fifty in the not, morning, not and then have to yeah. Not 
this early. Maybe like six in the evening, we can get that blood pressure going. But no, uh, there's a meme that that one of our one of our I think we have a mutual friend. She may be on yours. I don't know that that shared it um, about it, it made a Holocaust comparison to oh, yeah. and, and it wasn't a direct Holocaust comparison, but it was like you know it's really scary to think that if if we were told to get on this train and go to a COVID free or a COVID safe camp, there'd be lines out the door to go get on the get on that train and go to a camp because that's just how deceived we've become. Mm-hmm. And that meme has been. Oh, taken uh, down, taken fact, down checked. fact checked, and well, even s- said it's inappropriate content. And yeah, it's like blurted out, and you have to push the button that says "see picture." I almost always push that button now. I always, almost do. always, yeah, because I know it's going to be absurd that they blocked it. Yep, and and yet for four years, what were the comparisons that they were being made about Trump? And those were okay. Those were fine because Orange yeah. Man bad, and he tweets mean things. Yeah. I would kill for a mean tweet right now. Oh, man. <laughs> just just a few mean tweets. Yeah. Because it, he almost went to the opposite end of what, what the Biden administration is doing, because I won't say it's Biden doing it, because he doesn't know what day it is. Uh, but it's true. he w- almost went to the other extreme, where he just let everyone do whatever they want, and let all the states do whatever they want, Almost maybe almost to a fault at times, where he had some legitimate power that he could have gotten certain things done and just didn't do it. So he had some flaws where he maybe didn't do a little do enough because there's a balance, there's a middle, there's some middle ground there where the president and his administration can do things that, you know, within the constitutional power that they have. Right. And he just he didn't do some of that. He left it up for the states for better or worse. And that's not authoritarian. That's mm. not totalitarianism. It's not not what you know, they were telling. It's not what they were telling. Exactly. It was the yeah. exact opposite of what they told people he was. What, what everyone was telling us he was. Yeah. So let's see what happens in 2022 next oh, year. Goodness. See if we can take a little power back. and uh, Or is it your, your reconcilable differences? Uh, Lord, so, come soon. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to hit this button over here. <laughs> and uh, there's going to be some music. You're going to hear some music that you haven't heard before. And then we're going to transition into something else. Pretend there was a commercial there. Joy, joy, joy. <laughs> and we're going to talk about joy today. So episode 28.1. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah why not? That's fine. But uh, so after all that, let's let's get into our topic today. We're going to talk about joy and, and what it means and uh, just some different verses. We'll, we'll maybe spend some time reading, just reading a few verses and kind of get into this topic. And Because um, last week we talked about grief and how we can grieve with hope, but how grief is a part of life. I mean, they had yeah. the, the funeral in her home state of the lady that passed away this week or last week, uh, she, um, she was flown home and mm-hmm. down to Texas. And so they had that funeral uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we know her husband and her family and grandkids and kids are, are in, I mean, just right in the grieving phase. Yeah. They, they are right smack dab in it. And so we talked about that and how as Christians, we can grieve with hope and know that, that, that she's good. She's okay. And, while there's a void left here on Earth, we're gonna we're gonna see her again soon. Yeah. So, and she can't wait for us to get there. So, uh, but this week we're gonna talk about joy and how we can have joy in these moments. Yeah. So, Austin, you want to get us get us rolling? Yeah, we'll go through and we'll we'll just read some verses out of the Old Testament and New Testament, and then we'll just kind of discuss it. So, first one, Psalms chapter sixteen, verse eleven: You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Habakkuk 3, verse 17 through 19 says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the, from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. So that right there shows the distinction between joy and happiness. What in that first verse, verse 17, the fig tree doesn't blossom, there's no fruit on the vines, the olive produce fails, the fields, the flocks are scattered and cut off from the fold, there's no herd in the stalls, we have nothing, everything's going wrong, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. So I think one of the misconceptions we need to kind of talk about for a second is this idea that joy and happiness go hand in hand. Yeah. Happiness is an emotion. 
something you feel, something that can wane, ebb and wane, and, and it's there one minute and gone the next minute. You get bad news, your happiness is gone, yep. right? Kentucky loses a football game they shouldn't lose. My happiness for a little while is gone. <laughs> that that <laughs> feeling of joy, that's terrible. But that feeling of emo- of happiness and that yeah. feeling, that emotion changes, Yes, right? Joy should be an underlying root, rooted knowledge. I wouldn't even say it's an emotion. It's a knowledge. And that it's having peace and having comfort and having this, you don't want to use the word joy in its own definition, but having this inside you that that doesn't go away no matter what circumstances you're facing yeah and that only comes from god yeah and as we keep reading we'll just we'll get deeper and deeper into where does joy come from so yeah um so nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 then he said to them go your way eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our lord and do not be grieved For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So our strength comes from the joy of the Lord. Looking at it as we continue reading, joy is this knowledge, but also joy is a gift. It is not something we have. It is not something that we can obtain by ourselves. Joy is something that is given to us by God. And again, as we continue reading, we will talk about it more. Isaiah 55, 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. That's a great, great verse. and. Mm-hmm. and- you know, you mean I immediately think of the song "Trading My Sorrows," you know, and just that whole "I'm trading my sorrows." Remember that one? That sounds familiar. I think the 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 bridge or the chorus or something's like "Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord." Mm. Like it's just very it's very repetitive and rather <laughs> annoying. But they ta- it, they quote that that passage that the sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. Because just like happiness is an emotion that isn't permanent it changes it ebbs and flows so is sorrow so is grief so is mourning so is uh, anger and and wrath those are all temporary emotions as well joy is permanent joy is always there it should always as a christian joy should always be underlying everything that we're feeling may not be easy to feel that it's you know especially in in sorrow and in grief it's not easy to say "I, i still have joy because again we are emotional creatures right so we 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 wear our emotions on our sleeves and in our moods and our mindset changes as our emotions change. But there should always be that joy. For, for uh, her husband who's grieving, yes, he is, he is mourning, he's grieving, he's, he's sad. There, there's no joy or no happiness in this time. But he can take joy in knowing that she is resting in the arms of Christ and that she is, she is she's healed. She is healthy. She is. She has a perfect body at yeah. this point. All her tears are wiped away. All her pain's gone. There's joy there. Yes, he is hurting. And he is devastated by this. I mean, 49 years. I mean, come on. How, how can he not be? Mm-hmm. But I know, and, and just knowing his character the way I do, I know that in the midst of that deep down, whether he even consciously realizes it in this moment or not, he knows that there's joy. And he knows that she is experiencing perfect joy. Yeah. That we will experience one day. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 26 through 28. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, or O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Strength and joy is his place. Wherever strength and joy are that's that's him that is him you know we've talked about joy in the midst of sadness joy in the midst of of pain and grief but let's let's talk about uh, for this verse at least what brings us joy is it money is it wealth is it food what brings us true joy because again money's temporary food is temporary right our situations financially and and 
possession wise they, they change in a minute oh, they can yeah. t- turn on a dime look at job <laughs> <laughs> look at job golly so ecclesiastes 5 i'm going to read verses 10 through 20 just to the end of the chapter it says he who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves wealth with his income this is also vanity when goods increase they increase who eat them and what advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes Sweet is the sleep of a laborer, whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep. There is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun. Riches were kept by their owner to his hurt, and those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is, and he is a father of a son, but he has nothing in his hand. As he came from his mother's womb, he shall go again, naked as he came, and shall take nothing from his toil that he may carry away in his hand. This is also a grievous evil. Just as he came, he shall go. And what gain is there to him who toils for the wind? Moreover, all his days he eats in darkness in much vexation and sickness and anger. Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun for the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift from God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. Hmm. And so you see uh, where Solomon here is just saying, you know, if you're working and you're toiling and your sole focus is wealth and possessions to where you're hoarding it, to where you're not being generous. I mean, I'm reading a little bit into this, but you're not being generous with it. You're hoarding, you're you're focusing all your energy on your wealth and your possessions and your money and your food and, and this, that, and the other you're not going to be joyful. Yeah. You're never going to be satisfied. I mean, what's that famous quote? Or eh, I'm going to completely butcher the quote, but that's fine. That's what we do here. What is it? Facts are optional sometimes. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> but um, how much money's enough? Just one more dollar. Yeah. Just need one more dollar. Just need a little bit more, a little bit more. Never going to be satisfied. The answer is always just one more dollar. And it, when when that is your focus and that's your goal... You're you're not going to be satisfied. You're yeah. going to be angry. You're going to be stressed out. You're gonna you're gonna be depressed. You're gonna keep trying to fill this void and fill this hole that you have with anything other than God. Yeah, I mean that's why you look at people who win the lottery. It just it ruins their life. I mean they think they're in they you know they 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 spend all this time and they finally win and it destroys them. They have no idea what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. They they. And I'd like to think myself, you know, God, give me a chance to to fail at this, you know. But <laughs> but I think I think there's a reason why I've never won the lottery. I don't mean I don't play it very much, but I think there's a reason why because God's like, yeah, hmm, I've seen what you do with a couple thousand dollars. Oh gosh, I'm not sure I would trust you with a few million. <laughs> yeah. Much less four hundred million. <laughs> well, it's interesting too. I'll give it all to the church. I'll give half of it away immediately. I'm, uh, I promise. You know, you try to bargain. Oh, it yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> and it's an age long thing. I mean, Solomon is talking about this. Yeah, this thousands of years ago, and then leading all the way up to now. Like um, J.R.R. Tolkien captured it in uh, in The Hobbit with the king under the mountain and he had all these riches under the mountain and he it, it was he, they called it a sickness he he came under like the gold sickness or something like that and he was just he was consumed with it he didn't want to see any of it gone it was his it was mine it was my precious basically yeah. and it, it consumes you and it also leads to a script scripture that is misquoted and contorted to where you know, money is the root of all evil that's not true it's not it money is the root of a lot of evil yeah but uh, but it's true the I mean, love of money is the root of all evil yes the love of money and not money itself not, not money itself not riches and wealth is the love of it if that is your sole focus is right. is money well and it's it's there's um translations too where it sh- says the love of money I believe it says the love of money leads to much evil, where others say is root of evil or something like that. So it depends on which translation you have. But yeah, a lot of money is not a good thing. That's why. Or it can be a bad thing. It can be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do think you even see it in here. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and the power to enjoy them. And to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is a this is the gift of God. Yeah. So there are going to be people who God is gifting 
this, I mean. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy says yeah. money is a gift from God. Right. And, and, and so there will be Christians, those faithful believers that are solid in their theology and solid in their faith, who have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. A ton of money by my standards, a ton of money by... Trump standards. Trump standards. <laughs> like, there's going to be people who have all this, a lot of money, and, yeah. and God has given them. And I think what Solomon's trying to say here is, is if we keep it in perspective and we understand where this money's coming from, that we have to earn it a lot of times, right? It, it's earned, not given most of the time. Yep. Shout out Brad Calipari. If you know, you know. If you know that joke, you know that joke. If not, get on my level. But uh, I thought it was funny. But if, I'm guessing that was a Kentucky joke. It was. Okay. It was. It's fine. He's got a tattoo that says earned, not given. It's... Calipari's the his son, coach. Calipari's son, Brad Calipari. Oh, okay. Yeah, has a tattoo across his chest. Anyway, when when we realize that we have to earn our money, we have to. There is joy in the work to, to earn the money. There's joy in having the money, and joy in being able to generously give the money and and do with it to further the kingdom. Then then that's okay. Money itself is not bad. Right. It's what you do with it. It's what if it becomes your focus and your driving fact and idol and your end all be all and your idol. Yeah. If it becomes your idol. That's an issue. Yes. And there's no joy in that. I mean, how many... I mean, you look, just look at Hollywood. Look at the rampant drugs, the the just debauchery that goes along with those in Hollywood who are the richest people in this country, if not the world. Some of the richest people in this country, not and, and if not the world. You know, you look at a guy like Johnny Depp who's made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in his career, and yet he he's, he's in trouble drugs. with... He's in trouble with co- with drugs and, and abuse of, of his wife, ex-wife and all this stuff. You, you sit there and think, man, if I had that kind of money, I'd have no issues whatsoever. No, that's not true. You will, as long if, especially if that becomes your focus, if that right. becomes your driving factor. Well, and even songs. There's a country song. Uh, somebody can buy me a boat. It can buy me a boat. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it can buy a boat. It can buy you a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But then, then what? You're you're on this boat by yourself, and then even in even then, if you have f- so-called friends, they're probably there because of your boat. No right. offense. Yeah. So I mean, it's emptiness. It's empty happiness, and and that's what it is. It's not joy. It's happiness. Happiness is very fleeting. Yep. And it's not what we need, especially as Christians. It's not what we need to be searching for. Right. So yeah, I figure we can go ahead and start. Heading into New Testament. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Start looking in. Because Old Testament, so Hebrew, the the Hebrew word for joy is simcha, or simcha, which, I mean, Hebrew is very literal in their translation. So, it's joy, gladness, mirth, exceeding great joy. And throughout, you know, everything I read in Psalms, Isaiah, um, 1 Chronicles, that's what it is. But then we head into the New Testament, into the Greek. The, the Greek is, is kara, and it's the awareness of God's grace and favor, joy. So there's a little bit of di- a difference there. So I, again, well, let, I would say, let me start with Luke 2. Yeah. I don't know if you have that one or not, but a, a verse that's typically, and this is, to me, I think this is a great starting point when we get into the New Testament and what joy looks like in the New Testament and how it's talked about there. And it's Luke 2.10. Again, we read it mainly at Christmas time, but I want to I I read it here because I think this is, this is a great, this is where it starts. This is where mm-hmm. joy starts, especially in the New Testament. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, mm-hmm. announcing the birth of Christ. Yeah. The birth of Christ is what's going to bring great joy for all people. Yeah. So you start just with the basic question. You can, this answers. This answers a, 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 the age-old question: How can I find joy? It's in the. It's in verse ten and eleven. If you go, you have to go to eleven. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Mm. That is the good news. that's going to bring joy, Christ. Yeah, Christ. The kara joy, the Greek kara, yeah. pure joy, as in the awareness of God. So John chapter fifteen, verse eleven. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is coming on the back of, this is Jesus talking, and this is him talking about, I am the true vine, 
and my father is the vine dresser, and that my joy may be in you. Again, leading back to Luke 2.10, the joy that comes from Jesus that is in us as Christians, joy that comes from Christ. Romans 15.13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So, God filling you with joy and peace and believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Joy comes from God. Joy comes from God. That is the reoccurring theme here, and we will continue to say that as we keep going. Yeah. There's been... I've had some discussions over the last couple weeks, um, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but there's a specific... There's a particular book that that we've had people within our church group that, that have really kind of dug into this book. And one of the points that the book makes is that joy comes from obedience. Joy comes from obeying God. And if you start kind of thinking about it, you're like, okay, that I could see where that makes sense, where when we're not walking in obedience with God, our joy is dwindling and our happiness and, and things kind of go off the rails a little bit. And I, I, I can understand that, but that's not where joy comes from. That's not the where joy originates. Joy originates from Christ and from God and from having a salvific relationship with Him. And that joy that we're given at salvation is what leads to our obedience and, and mm-hmm. what allows us to understand that as we the more we obey, the more we're going to feel that joy, right? The more it becomes a reality, more of a reality to us, that when we're walking in step with Christ and walking in step with His commands— when things go wrong and things go awry, we still have that inner joy. But it comes from God. It doesn't come from obedience. That's not that's not where our that becomes legalistic. That becomes that that's a dangerous line to 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 play with. Yeah. And joy is a gift. It's part of grace. It's part of mercy that we don't deserve. It's it's that joy that's there. Yeah. And it comes from him and not from anything we can do. Yeah. Which we'll we'll talk about here more. We'll get a couple more verses, and then we'll just kind of dive in conversationally about joy. So, Philemon chapter 1, verse 7. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the heart of the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Now, again, talking about joy coming from Christ, for I have derived much joy and comfort from your love. He's not talking about... Christ here, but he's talking about his brother in Christ. So, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. This is the love between brothers in Christ and the joy that is in between them, which is Christ. It all leads back to back to Christ. 1 Peter 1, do verses 3 through 9. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be, re- ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not yet seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Hmm. There's a lot happening in that passage. I was going to say. There's a lot going on there talks the first section is is just pray it's just worship it's just worship for for God and his salvation the resurrection of Christ and and the imperishable undefiled and unfading inheritance that we have waiting for us in heaven that knowledge that salvation that faith that we have in Christ that gift that we have from God of the death burial and resurrection of Christ that's joy and he even says joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory that, that's that's some deep joy oh my goodness inexpressible inexpressible i can't imagine that and well, just having that knowledge that that's what's waiting for us yeah. at the end of this life should should often isn't should be enough for us yeah but our human minds we just 
we live so much in the moment and so much based on our emotions that we lose sight of that pretty easily. Yeah. And that's why David says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. That's what this is. This is the joy of your salvation. It's knowing what's coming at the end, yeah. our reward for, for doing, for living for him on this earth. That's the joy of our salvation. Mm-hmm. We need that restored to us regularly because we lose sight of it so easily. We're sheep. Yeah. We're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're dumb animals. When well, it, when it, in light of God. Yeah. I'm not saying we're intelligently, we're, we're just stupid. We're I, stupid. We animals. are. We are. <laughs> we don't have to explain that. That's true. People, people should know that. <laughs> yeah. So, third John, John three, three, three John. Third John? John. I like third John. Third John. Third John. Okay, that's fine. Third John, <laughs> chapter one, verses three through five, three through four. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you were walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So, I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth. It's this joy that he has, no greater joy than to hear that, that these people which he has become endeared to, these fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, they're walking in the truth that comes from Christ. And the joy that he has is, it's from the Spirit. And that's that. That's where, where I've been leading to. Um, there's a couple more verses, but really it, it leads to... It's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and it's the second one, love, which is agape love, which I think I've talked about this before. You can't have the rest of the fruit without love, true love, God love. But then after that, what comes next? Joy. What we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. You know, through obedience comes joy. Well, yeah, but not necessarily because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Once you have Christ, you have it. And when you have that mindset that obedience leads to joy, you, again, you become legalistic in that. Yeah. And you forget grace, and you forget love. You forget that love that surpasses our faults and that Mm -hmm. overcomes our, our doubts and our human stupidity like you f- you forget those things so you lose sight of that and you solely focus on following the law and following these rules and these commandments that yes we should be following because that is an you know that's an act of worship well and, and it leads so it leads into so say uh James 1 verse 2 count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds why would we consider it joy when we meet trials of, say, our our children die, or our parents are dying, or our spouse dies. And it's not that, oh, you, you are joyful when they die, but it is, 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 it's an assurance. It's a hope of joy that is to come. Well, he answers that in the next couple of verses. Yeah. He, answer, he, he gives the answer. Why do we count on all joy? And I'll, I'll, I'll continue reading. So, yeah. verse three, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, whom gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So, produces steadfastness. Instead, steadfastness have, have its full effect. We count it as joy when we face these trials. And again, because we have joy. We have it already because yeah. we have Christ within us, and it is a fruit of the Spirit. And as we go through these trials, we, we can't see that. <laughs> we can't see it because we are so consumed with what is going on. But it is that assurance and that reassurance of Christ that no matter what you're going through, there there is joy. There will be joy, and there will always be joy. Well, and and those trials, he he says there, it, it shores up our faith. It it solidifies our ability to have faith in God and to have faith in His love and His peace and His perfect joy. Yeah. Other, otherwise, I mean, the, these trials that we go through that that we've gone through these last few months and and that we're going through currently, they would they would destroy us. 
utterly destroy us. I know the things that I've gone through in my life, just throughout my entire life and, and throughout these last few months and, and just in general, without Christ, it, it, would, it would destroy me. I mean, there were, there were times where it felt like it was going to. Mm. And because of the people around me and because of, of my knowledge of Christ and my salvation that I have in Him, I'm able to sit here and do what we're doing and able to continue moving forward Yeah, and, and trying to live out, not easy, but live out James that you just talked, that you just read. Yeah. Not easy. <laughs> Don't like it. Kind of complain a lot about it. <laughs> but I'm able to. Do all things without grumbling or dispute. Okay, look. I don't I don't I don't need your Bible <laughs> right now. No. I don't need your verses at the moment. No. Yeah, but it's true. But it, it is, is true. true. Yeah. Because yeah, we don't like it. We don't want to go through it. But again, going to the that side of we will suffer for Christ's sake. Right. I mean, it's it's a promise. It's not a suggestion. It's not this might happen. It's if you follow me, you will suffer. Right. For my my name's sake. But through Christ, we have joy. And at the end of the race, at the end of the race that we are running, we will be consumed with this unexpressible joy that we can't even, we, we, we can't even fathom because, I mean, we're not there. <laughs> we're not there, so we'll be there. So I think we're at a good point where we can kind of wrap up um, this topic. And, and we've said, we've talked a lot about having that joy that, that, can overcome the sadness, overcome the darkness, overcome these these trials that we face on a daily basis at times. And, and I think it's good just to remember and keep in mind that, guys, our joy comes from God and Christ. Doesn't come from money, doesn't come from good circumstances, doesn't come from health and wealth and prosperity and, and all these things that, that apparently I'm struggling with right now, <laughs> the health side of things at least. But... Um, it doesn't come from our daily circumstances. It doesn't come from where we are in the moment. It comes, it, it goes beyond that. It, it is an underlying thing that should be the foundation of our mentality, mm-hmm. is that joy of Christ and joy of our salvation. I mean, we can understand that the joy of our salvation sh- should be at the core of our being and the core of our existence is the joy of our salvation. It's going to make these trials and make these tribulations that we go through a lot easier to deal with. And not easy to deal with, but easier. Right. And and able to, we, we can withstand it better. So that's what I wanted this week to be is just, we talked about grief, a heavy topic last week. And this week we talk about joy where in the midst of that grief, in the midst of those trials, whether it's death, whether it's poverty, whether it's just personal mental illness, what no matter what the situation you find yourself in, the joy of our salvation should be there. We should have that in our minds. And we should always ask God and ask ask Him to... Wow. And we should always ask God to keep that in the forefront of our minds, to mm-hmm. keep that there, the joy of our salvation. As David says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Yeah, That is where true joy comes from, is knowing what's waiting for us on the other side, knowing what He did for us all those years, all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have a verse to kind of wrap it up and... and kind of leave us with to meditate on as we go throughout our week. It's always good to leave with a psalm. Yeah, I think. absolutely. <laughs> so it'll be uh, Psalm 95. Let us sing songs of praise. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness. When your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For forty years I loathed that generation and said, They are a people who go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Therefore I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So not necessarily a great 
spot to to leave it, but we are to make a joyful noise, and that's with everything we do. When I told Brad earlier, do all things without grumbling or, or disputing. That's Philippians two fourteen, um, and then doing all things for the glory of God. So as you go through your day as believers, don't don't be grumbling to other people. Do not be grumbling to your fellow brothers and sisters. I mean, there's a difference between grumbling and telling them what is going on in your life. Right. But we are to be joyful. I mean, that is one way that we show people who we are and that that's the love within us from Christ. We are to be joyful. We're to show people that. So, right. Go throughout your day making a joyful noise to the Lord and doing all things, everything for him and for his glory. Yeah, there that's you go. all I got. That's all we got. So, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, episode 28. We are excited to continue this, and we'll be back next week with another topic. And I think we'll eventually start Romans again, uh, maybe after the birth of Austin's 432nd child. It keeps going up. Well, no, it was like 600 something Oh, that's less. right. Yeah. It's going down. Okay, yeah, cool, so it went cool, down cool. a little bit. Uh, but maybe after we get kind of that settled and we start getting back into to getting Romans and pick up where we left off there, but we're just going to kind of keep hitting these one-off topics uh, each week. And Until then, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, like us, give us five stars, do all the stuff, listen to the outro of this episode, and it'll tell you how to do all that for us. And uh, we will see you guys next week. In the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted. Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogos. Logos.